Modern day slavery or human trafficking is more prevalent than ever. With the current release of the film Sound of Freedom and other initiatives, there is big buzz around this issue. In fact, based on a report from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security in 2022, human traffickers are in it for the money with estimated annual global profits of $150 billion. They victimize an estimated 25 million people worldwide, now at around 40 million, with 80% in forced labor and 20% in sex trafficking. So what is the root of this issue? Why are there an estimated 6.3 million people trafficked for sex? What does this have to do with the state of manhood in today's world? Well, we are going to be discussing today with our guests, Don Brewster and Matt Robertson from aimfree.org. Let me tell you a little bit about them. Don is the founder of AIM. He and his wife, Bridget, lived in Cambodia for 15 years and has been fighting trafficking and speaking out about the link between porn and trafficking for 18 years. Matt Robertson has been the Director of Relational Advancement for AIM for five and a half years and formerly a pastor and missionary for over 20 years. So without further ado, let's get started. As a man, you have power to impact your family, community, and the world. Men hold the keys to home and society. Yet we are in a time where manhood is stigmatized and the role of a good man is unclear. Today, it is more difficult than ever to find guidance, wisdom, and support to navigate this reality. Welcome to the Father Podcast, where our mission is to restore the reputation of what biblical manhood can look like and how it can be lived in today's world as fathers, husbands, and leaders. If you'd like to help our mission and advance our work, please consider subscribing to this podcast and donate at fathermagazine.com. Enjoy our next episode that starts right now. So we have we have a lot of questions. So we're going to start with some questions. And Stephen, I think you're the perfect man to do that. Good. You know, I've got a lot of questions here, guys, and I think we're with the right people. Um, first, I, I agree. Thanks for what you've been doing here over these many years, almost two decades of uh, working with this. We're just coming along and Individually, as a country, we're just coming along to find out what's been going on. So, And so I want to ask you guys, you've seen the whole picture. So talk to us a little bit about, share with us, what, what, uh, what's the, what are the negatives? What are the bad outcomes? Well, we, we could take hours to go through the negative aspects of it. But let me highlight just a few of that. First of all, just what it does to a family uh, families, uh, end up being destroyed by pornography is, is the, it becomes more than something I do once in a while that I look at once in a while. And we, and men become, and some women become addicted to it. And once that addiction takes place, hours, literally hours are spent. Men watching porn. Again, women do as well, but it's primarily men. Primarily, men are the, are the biggest issue now. It's also striking uh, most among the youth. Uh, research today says that in America, over 67% of young men between the ages of 13 and 25 uh, watch porn regularly. I mean, that's an amazing number. Over 50% of men use porn regularly. 
That same number is reflected in the church, men who say they are Christians, evangelical Christian, and it also is the same with pastors. Pastors today, according to according to the Varda recent research, fifty one percent are using porn on a regular basis, impacting sex trafficking. How does that end? First of all, men who begin to watch this porn, the rush that they get initially from what might be considered less offensive, I don't know if it's such a word, it's less offensive porn, but they become bored with that and to get the high, the physical high and the emotional high, they need more and more aggressive porn. And so that leads to finding people who will do that right, the film, the, to do the film. And young women around the country, our country, are so often tricked into what they think is going to be an easy job, and it becomes a horrible, traumatizing event. The, as a matter of fact, one of our good friends and partners, Exodus Cry, has just released a series of films on porn uh, called Beyond Fantasy. And that goes in. I would recommend anyone who was interested in more of the details of how the porn affects uh, the men who watch it and the women who are in it to watch those films. Because one of the things you will find is that a high percentage of the, of the porn being used today that men view isn't made by the pornographer's uh, professional one. They're being made by young men and women who upload to the site, porn sites. And so many times the women aren't, and young women are, don't know that they're, that's happening until they find out later that they're on a porn site. And what that does is protect the porn site, the website, because they're not responsible to make sure the girl is at legal age, that she, that she freely took part of this. And so that takes away all their danger. And, and then the final thing of the men that watch the porn, they begin to want to do what they've seen in pornography. And that's where he gets involved in them using women, uh, women and children, sadly, who have been prostituted and leads them there. It's the depth of the evil. It's, it's mind-blowing what men will do to women and children to make money and to satisfy really evil desires that uh, are part of our, sadly, are part of our human nature. So let me, let me ask a follow-up to that one. You mentioned that what they'll do to make money. And Marcus, you started with this $150 billion industry. So let me ask uh, Matt and, and Don as well. Is it just the money? What's at the root of it, of this whole trafficking thing? Is it just the money or is it not enough helpers? Or is it, um, I don't know, Is it, what else could there be? What is, you think, at the root of the whole trafficking issue? Well, uh, I'll go in and Matt, if you want to follow up. Well, money... When we look at it, when we look at it from a really a more secular view, we say that the it, money, right, is one of 
one of the uh, problems. And so we talk about what could we do economically to protect women and children. A part of it, uh, we see that it's educational. People don't like men don't know what happens when they watch porn, right? And and the third third part is having the right laws in place. Well, we know right now that those things don't stop pornography, don't stop the trafficking of children, right? And that's the most difficult part because it's heart change, right? You you it's heart transformation and it's one heart at a time. And so when you get involved in this fight, right, you can, your supporters can get to the point like, well, why isn't it solved? You've been doing it for 18 years. Why isn't it solved? But what we have seen is if we'll focus on that heart transformation, we're able to change a community. And we, God has blessed us to be able to do this in Cambodia, where we took uh, the hotspot maybe arguably the worst place for a child to be born in the world because of the high percentage being trafficked, sex trafficked out of the village. And we were able to, with God's grace and his power, to transform that community to a place where children are loved and protected. But it took 15 years to get where we are. And I think that's that's what gets uh, the the need for perseverance in the fight We've seen that it'll work, but honestly, there's not much of a fight taking place in some place like the United States, right? Uh, the, when, you, when you look at it just from within the church, uh, most churches don't address the issue at all, even though it's a pandemic in the church, right? Over 50% of the men sitting there on Sunday are using porn, but we don't address that because it's, it's too tough an issue. And, and so what it becomes Satan's perfect tool because we keep it in the dark, right? Men who have the courage to say, I have a problem are actually shamed and feel guilty. Pastors, if they admit they have a problem, get fired, right? They lose their job. As a matter of fact, it's the numbers sometimes are, are amazing. Uh, people in the church, uh, according to the Barna research, uh, almost 80% say if a pastor uses porn, that they should be fired. And while 50% of them are using it already themselves, but they have a different standard. You know, so the addiction that, you know, we've talked a lot of pastors, and the addiction that comes from the, from porn, you know, can be devastating. And the fear of losing your job, of being shamed, and being filled, ill, keep people, keep men from having the courage to speak up. And what we could do as a church, right, is to say, to honor those men who are brave enough to say, I've got a problem with porn. Uh, there's tons of resources to, to help a man that's either ignorant. I like to say, basically, the men addicted to porn fall into two groups. The ignorant, they don't understand the harm they're causing. And the addicted, they need help to overcome it. With well, there's resources for all of that, if we'll just have the courage to use them. Yeah, yeah, Don, I do want to, I do want to do a quick plug on a ministry that I know of called Standing Stone Ministries, and they're out in uh, Tennessee. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, um, and I, I know a couple guys from there. Uh, so 
and where where it focuses on being a safe place for pastors to actually go to and you know have some accountability because it, it's they're so high on the on the totem pole that there there's a lot of lone soldiers up there right there a lot of people that maybe they're not approachable they don't feel like they're approachable so they don't know where to turn um and so this gives them a a resource a pastors a resource to have a friend to have someone that will be there to listen uh so anyway i just wanted to throw that out there uh, i actually have a question this is actually it as you've been talking don it's almost like it's almost like um being trapped in a cult okay where the price is too high to pay to do the right thing would you say that like for instance like say like a muslim uh knew that maybe his faith was not uh the way right and he could even know the truth but how what would that price that he would pay uh if he renounces faith as a muslim he'd be an outcast right same would go with kind of a pastor would oh, you agree yeah. with that uh the way we are today yes i would agree with that it's a very rare church very rare church that again let's say mentioned earlier even addressing the issue let alone providing the the means for a pastor or anyone else who is dealing with this problem to come to go to right uh it's it's sad because getting a church to really address this issue and make it like a, a primary, again, ha- more than half the church is involved in it and the hurt and harm it causes worldwide. It's crazy, but there there's not an opportunity to have this issue addressed and provide, even the next step is to provide an opportunity to come out without being shamed, without losing your job, and given an opportunity to overcome that. And again, the secrecy uh, of the porn use and the lack of bringing it into the light is really Satan's perfect tool. We've actually seen a a great model uh, for this. One of our church partners at AIM, the Well Community Church in Fresno, uh, is really a great model around this because uh, not only have they had pastors confess this from stage, uh, they've developed an entire program to help men address this issue. Uh, they have people coming from outside their church to get help, to get counseling, to get therapy, to get support. Um, and that's what it's going to take. It's going to take more pastors being willing to stand up and and talk about it because what that's done at the well is it's opened up for healing. It's opened up for marriages to be restored. It's opened up for lives to be restored. But it it began at the top. It began with pastors getting up, confessing it, talking about it. Um and and it's working. But unfortunately, as Don said, that's that's rare. Uh you know, we have a lot of church partners and in in different churches are trying to deal with this in different ways, but I would say that's the best model that we've seen. Let me ask you again, both of you guys, it, it's growing. It, it's, it appears to me, I mean, it's just coming to the surface, but it, the effect I have is it's getting worse. Uh, not only more people involved, 50% of 
everybody is involved or more than 50 percent and then um and then it's just more it's morphing it's not just uh it's changing into all kinds of images and all kinds of actions and people and groups it's just getting worse and worse and so with it getting worse you guys i, I hear you saying we need the pastors, we need others to come out to talk about it. To, to, we need a place to do that. We need to be, uh, be begin to be honest with ourselves. Let's say I'm not a pastor, I'm not in a church where that's happening, and I've got this problem, I know I have that. Or I'm just an individual that wants to do something to help. Um, what's your advice about, uh, are there any, any insights you have about what we can do about this ourselves? Just the common guy out there, can we help or what do we do? Well, two questions. What can we do to help with the issue? And then the follow-up after you've talked about that will be, what do I do? What's a, what's the fast track to recovery for me if I'm struggling with this? So first of all, what can people do to help? Well, if I could speak to that out of my own situation, uh, I, I was addicted to porn. Uh, and um, having accountability around me, other men, shoulder to shoulder, uh, who were willing to be accountable with me, uh, someone that I could reach out to in a moment where I was struggling, someone who could speak into my life. Um, that's huge. Uh, and, and, you know, part of this sin, uh, part of the insidious nature of this sin, this temptation is to isolate, uh, to go into the dark space and, and to do this alone. Um, and that's the enemy's goal is to isolate us, to isolate us from people, to isolate us from other men, to isolate us from our families. And so when we push back against that, when we have uh, accountability groups or men, uh, accountability conversations, um, and ultimately, you know, um, I had to address this issue with my wife and we had to talk about it and work through it. Um, and and I had to ask for forgiveness. And, and just when I began my healing process, uh, and and was working through that. She was just beginning her healing process and and her forgiveness because it was years that had built up. And so, it's it's a long journey to recovery. I would say there's not a fast track, um, but if you've got a good group around you, if you're using tools like uh, Covenant Eyes is a great tool to use for for online accountability. Um, and and if you're having transparent conversations with people around you that will love you and support you through it, it is possible. It is possible to get over it. It is possible to heal and move on. And then like me and others, use your story to help others, uh, which which is key as well. Uh, so, yeah. Marcus, you, you've been with, you mentioned story, use your story. And that, uh, that keyed something in my mind. You have been working with Terry Smith, Dr. Smith, about horror story that gets quickly, as quickly as anything I'm familiar with, to the root of an issue if a man is struggling with this. You want to say anything about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Uh, well, I first want to, I first want to thank Matt for your, for just your testimony there. And um, what I'm realizing is this, and this in my own life, I've had to, I have had to release some things I was not proud of as well. And one of the things I always think about uh, when releasing something that is pretty hard to release is would I want to spend the rest of my life living in the shadows of my sin just to save my position or save face 
or live a life of freedom. Yeah, even though I won't have maybe the thing that I want, what's what's more important, you know? And uh, it's a hard call. It's a hard call, and each man has to be accountable for each of their their decisions. You know, it says in the Bible that our sin will find our sin will find us out, right? One way or another, our fin our sin will find us out. So it could either be now or a lot later. The thing is, uh, sin breeds more sin. So I, I've when I've sinned and I kept it in, I'm even a worse father. I'm even a worse man. Uh, when I release it, things change. And so I would just say one thing before I, I, I go to that, Stephen. Uh, if you want to see change in your heart, if you want to see change in your life as a man, as a father, be be authentic, be real. Release release the hidden sin that you have. Because I'm going to tell you right now, just that one move alone could change your life. So core story, what Stephen was talking about, uh, uh, there's a company called coachinglifematter.org. We are a partner with them. They have uh, a an exercise called core story. Um, it's actually, we're developing it. Uh, we're we're going to be helping them develop something for the future where we're, where they're able to um, use this process in even small groups, prison ministry, uh, even leadership training, where they take you all the way back to 12 years old and they identify the core wounds, the core lies, the things that they've uh, interpreted as a young person. Uh, kids are the worst, best recorders, but the worst interpreters is what they say. And taking that and figuring out where did it start? Where did all this, where did this pornography addiction start? Um, if, you know, there's many things that they go over, but if a man had that early stage of uh, addiction, uh, at a young age, they find out the root, the root reason why. Uh, and you guys want to talk about like what I just mentioned though before that? Is it is it is it better to release it and lose something like a job or whatever than just hold hold on to it and just bear it and just to save faith? Well, I I agree with what you said. That it, so I think it is worth it because all it does is lead others. Right, is just leading you down a really, really sad and destructive path. And it, one thing you you mentioned also was about going back to when you were twelve. It most children in America see porn for the first time at age eleven. The young men who are watching that porn are learning how they should treat women, right? And so, you know, the first step I think, like Matt, had the courage to share what happened in his life but that is not happening enough like in small groups of friends men with their friends right there's not enough men even bringing up the porn issue you might have a bible study and we leave with six guides every week and you're at coffee and it's really rare that somebody will even bring up the issue of porn and how harmful it is yet we know three of the six sitting there are using and if we were given it if uh, men have the courage, like I get an opportunity to speak to groups of men, which takes no courage at all, because I just leave when I'm done, 
And I don't deal with the aftermath. I don't deal with the men on an ongoing basis. I hope I might initiate some thought, but the man who will meet with his friend and talk, and the men who will be talking to their kids, their their children, young men, as early as age eleven, uh, in protecting in protecting them, it's crazy. Even though there are groups really working to fight it. It, it continues to grow and it's mind-boggling how many uh, hits there are on porn sites every day, right? And But if we could just, again, and I'm, I'm beating a dead horse, bring it into the light. And one other thing I, I just want to mention and kind of a follow to Stephen to what you said about, about images, um, you know, one of the things that we're seeing that's more and more prevalent is AI. And that is that is used as a justification uh, to say, well, I'm not actually hurting someone or that person isn't actually hurt, you know, being hurt. But the fact of the matter is what Don said earlier is that eventually you're going to want to act it out. And so um, but again, the damage that it does to your own brain, to your own you know, life is still happening, is still occurring. But eventually you're going to want to act it out and that's going to involve harming someone. So, um, and it, obviously there's a whole other conversation around AI, um, you know, and that's another episode, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, but I did want to address that because that does often come up, uh, in these conversations. And so, uh, I did want to make sure that we at least touched on it. Addiction is addiction. If, if something has a hold of your heart, that is idolatry. Right. And as a Christian man, especially, God talks a lot about having no idols before me, you know, before him. And so, and idolatry and also an addiction are chains around your neck, around your life. So it doesn't matter what you're looking at, right? If it's an AI woman or a real woman, it's still an addiction. And yeah. Anyways, go, go, Stephen. No, what, what did... This is so good. I know we're running up against some time limits, so I just want to throw this in, and this is maybe off script a little bit, so hang on. Here we go. What What do you say to the the kids, the women, the people, voluntarily or not, and, and the wives that find out later, or the spouses, you know, that find out later on, the kids that find out, dad's got a problem. What do you, do you have words for them, or do you have resources for them? But it, what would you say to them? We definitely do where we're working, right? The end. And that begin that begins really helping them to locate where their value is, right? Because particularly, I'll speak of Cambodia uh, because we spent so many years there. The women and children believe they are worthless at that point uh, when when it comes out uh, that they've been abused or were part of making the decision to do that, that that value of how they value themselves, seeing themselves worthless changes everything for them, right? And, and you know, there's a therapy, trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy, which we use, and it was created by uh, John Hopkins, but it's biblical. They didn't know it was biblical when they created it, and it's created basically on a uh, cognitive triangle, which says 
what I think determines how I feel. How I feel determines what I do. And so that thinking that needs to take place requires more than a therapist to, to really bring healing. Takes more than a therapist. Takes more than uh, a therapy of any kind. You have to experience the love of Christ. When beat women and children experience the love of Christ, the transformation is incredible. But that transformation to experience that really happens through people, right? I, I, think, I think it's very rare that someone learns that Jesus loved them, reads that, and feels love. But when they are loved and valued, like the Bible says, they changes everything in their life. Then they can, that, they don't become survivors. They thrive. They become in in the fight against anography. They're they're instrumental in that fight. But it gets back. Got to change that heart. When I change that heart, they believe it. Uh, wow, what can happen is truly, truly amazing. And Don, your movie. I saw your movie. By the way, I went to an aimfree.org. Uh, that's how I met Matt uh, at my church, VCC in Pleasanton. Uh, Matt was presenting that beautiful video, that uh, vignette of, uh, I forgot, what was that young lady's name? Rex Maya. And, and the story of her when she first came out of that, I, she, she didn't like you, right, Don? At all. Because all men to her were very scary. And if our mission here at Father you know, Father Magazine, Father Media Group, uh, is to is we want to do the things we want to help men become the solution to restore the reputation of biblical manhood or manhood in general, regardless if you're a Christian or not, just manhood alone. And and how can we do that? How can we restore what a man is or the reputation of what a man should be? It's by changing our own hearts, each one of us. Because the effects can change the world. You know, as Stephen sometimes says, uh, and the man uh, holds the keys, right, to society, even though, yes, women are very important. The advent of feminism, there's a reason why there's feminism, because men are not safe, because men prove themselves to not really be worthy of holding the keys. We had to give them someone else. So, um, Guys, I could talk forever on this subject. I know we're, we're heading into the end of our time together, but I would love to invite you back to continue to talk more about more of the subject. I want, I, want to, I want to give the audience, whoever is listening right now, we always want to take away at the end of every podcast. So in my mind, I, I mean, I, I'd like to ask you guys, what would be let this brew in your mind for men. What would be a good uh, next steps for men that are having issues? And what I heard is one, first off, I would ask them to go to aimfree.org and see the effects of what pornography does to people. Step one. Step two, and, and also support. Support this organization. This organization is doing incredible work. It's just knowing, guys. Step two, you said something about the well, Matt. The well. I know that's a local ministry, but do you guys have anything like the well that people could go to where no matter where they're they're at? You got covenant eyes and the well. Can you talk about that? 
if there's any resources for men to just break free of this, this bondage? Yeah, well, there actually, there's plenty of resources. I should be better prepared to list them out for you, but I can't. It's okay. We can do it in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> but there are plenty of resources available to men. Uh, and uh, churches, churches use, a, a number of churches use some of those resources, uh, but it, it needs to be kicked off with what you said, uh, Marcus. There needs to be an understanding of why they should care, right? Why they need to get up. And so it, that, uh, you can see that on our website. Uh, we have a paper there on pornography that goes into tons of facts and figures and resources uh, to help overcome. So there's a, there's a lot available that's not being used in very many churches right now. Well, I will specifically say you can go to coachinglifematters.org uh, is a great resource. Uh, and they they actually uh, have a way to uh, help men. Uh, it's free of charge. It, it's a nonprofit. And if you need to talk to someone over there, you can. Uh, also, locally, The Well, Matt, uh, is there a website you want to plug? Uh, yeah, let me look that up. It's the Well Community Church in Fresno. Maybe they can point men that don't live locally to a resource. Maybe yeah, that it's they the wellcommunity.org is their website. Yeah. Okay. Wellcommunity.org. Okay. And then Covenant Eyes, you know, accountability. You know, now that you know, you know the effects that's happening, you want to break free, you find find someone to talk to, even if it's our organization, just find someone that's safe to talk to, to release that. And then, you know, have guardrails in your life as men, break free of this. So I am actually, it is my sole mission with Steven to find resources on our site, on fathermagazine.com um, and, and creating a case for this. We're planning on a, a book release called Save the Boys uh, save the boys.us or, uh, save the boys book.com to go. There's a video we just launched, uh, go on there, get on the waiting list because, uh, if you do have a son that you want to guard from this, from them going down the wrong path, this is a great, um, just a, a great, uh, first step for you to help your son's uh, to show them what biblical manhood should look like in their lives and to keep them accountable. And so, um, and I would say, there. Marcus, just to add to that, um, all great, you know, all great things, all great resources. The other thing I would say is have a conversation, have a conversation with a trusted man, have a conversation with your son when he's old enough, if he's old enough, um, build up that accountability, build up that transparency. Um, and get this out of the dark and into the light. If I can, let me give you one more resource that that is for truly understanding what's happening. Um, the Exodus Cry films dealing with pornography, where they interview the girls who have been trafficked or thought they were going into something that would be easy. They interview the pornographers and the people that use it. It's a little rough to watch, to be honest with you, but you a clear insight into what's happening. 
uh, here in the United States with pornography. They're uh, ExodusCry.org. ExodusCry.org. And we'll and and every every show we will have show notes. You can look in the show notes and get all these links. So I'll make sure that that that's included within the show notes. So, but guys, I am I am just so grateful for you coming on the show. Uh, we here at Father Media Group are. This is our job: is to partner with incredible, incredible organizations like AimFree.org to really just improve men's lives, to to change men's lives, so that they can be a change maker for the next generation to come uh, of boys and future men. And so I am, I'm just so thankful. And Stephen, do you have anything else to add? No, it's been it's been good to meet you both here, and and we're really cheering for you and what you're doing. Keep it up. We need you. We need a hundred or a thousand more groups out doing the same things, and we're cheering for them too. I'm sure there are some. God is raising them up. But yeah, I know uh, what you've done has been effective, and you know that it's the right thing. So just uh, it's not popular, but it is powerful. So stay with it. And you too, but. You too, you guys are doing great work and, and, and it's really honestly for us uh, an honor to be a part of your work to inform and transform men. So we're, we're, uh, we're thrilled to be here and thank God for you. Thank you both Don Brewster and Matt Robertson for coming on the show and, uh, listeners, thank you for listening and partnering with us as well. Uh, until then, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Father Podcast. The Father Podcast is brought to you by Father Magazine in affiliation with Father Media Group, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our sole mission is to restore and advance the presence of biblical manhood in today's world. We provide wisdom-bearing resources to help men find the answers they need to live out their God-given roles confidently and faithfully. If you feel called to help us advance our mission, we ask you to partner with us by subscribing to this podcast and or making a donation at fathermagazine.com so we can continue to create more resources just like this for a future generation of men. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.